0: Recording now. All right. So, hello, Mousy. How are you?
1: Hi, Diana. Oh. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, well, I lost your voice a little bit there, but I'm going to first of all then introduce myself. I'm Diana Kaufman. I have an a, a, uh, college counselor in Caracas, Venezuela, and I am interviewing Maria Auxiliadora Caraballo, and we call her Mousy, uh, is her her fun name, and uh, she is the head of the languages department of the Colegio Integral El Ávila here in Caracas. She's also the, one of the founders of the school, and she created a wonderful English program for the school, and I know because I've had a lot of students from Colegio Integral El Avila and they are all very good in English. So I'm very happy to have you here in this interview, Mousi. And uh, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, i sort of give a very short introduction, but maybe you would like to add something else about, you know, what you do, who you are. I mean, just a little introduction.
1: Thank you. That's very kind of you, Diana. Well, I... I grew up in England. I studied here at Medici Academy preschool, and then I went to live to England where I grew up. Then after that, um, I went to the Ursuline Convent and then to Germany. And then I came back and I studied um, at the UCV. I double majored in translation and simultaneous and consecutive interpretation. And that was my passion, actually. My passion was to be a simultaneous interpreter. And life had something different prepared for me. (laughs) Well, I'm so (laughs) glad
0: that it did, because you are wonderful at the school. And we need people like you in the school. So it's wonderful. I'm very glad that life (laughs) had a different plan for you.
1: (laughs) They did. They did. I, I met my husband while studying. And obviously... And then I got married, I graduated with a baby, and I could not work as a simultaneous interpreter, which was my passion. So I got called to do a sobbing at Medici. And there I had this sudden awakening in my life, which was education. I said, okay. This is not who I am. For me, teachers were supposed to be this magnificent, um, amazing people that you had to have it within you. It was like, like something that I would never think of. I mean, they were too much for me. I mean, a teacher for me is like this wise person that you approach and that you have to be born with this within you so no no that's not maxi maxi is a simultaneous interpreter (laughs) and the nuns saw something in me that said listen if at some point in your life you have some free time can you come and do more song for us and that was it i had to study again i had to become a teacher (laughs) I did all these studies on specializing in teaching English as a second language or as a foreign language. Oh, I had to do a lot of work.
0: Yes, it does take a lot of work to prepare to uh, teach a, a different language. and, and, yes. and But I, I think it's, it's wonderful what you've done. And I'm so glad that you did go into education and you obviously had this this wonderful thing about being a teacher in you, you just never imagined it, you know? So I think it's great. And we have all, you know, it's a win-win situation really for everyone. So that's wonderful. So I I have a couple of questions, some questions to ask you since, uh, what do you remember best about your college years? What did you most like, or maybe along your whole educational career? Because since you did college and then you did all this preparation, for uh, being able to teach English or as a
1: second language? Mm-hmm. Well, my college years, I would say that because I went to a private school and then I studied at the UCV, the most wonderful thing for me was were my teachers and my friends because there, were, there was a diversity of people that I was not used to and that okay, they had so much to give.
0: Yeah, I'll explain what the UCV. It's a Universidad Central de Venezuela. It's our biggest, and main uh, university here in Caracas. It's also uh, created by a, a very renowned architect, so it's been cre- uh, uh, named one of the uh, United Nations um, legacy or something. It has a special name, you know, historic mm-hmm. site, and it's all. It's been a, a university that has always had the best teachers, the best everything but it is an open university it's a public university and that's why Mausi is saying she had such a different uh, change going from a private school into a public university so I just wanted to explain to our, our audience what the UCV
1: is that's that's absolutely true and that's and that's why it was that's why I have such beautiful um memories because coming from a private school and finding so many wonderful people that could give so much. My friends were wonderful. I'm not saying that my high school friends were not. I mean, they're still my friends. And I still see them and we still talk. And in fact, one of my closest friends um, works with me in Alavila also. And, but but these memories that bring you people and and you learn so much from them and from those teachers it's amazing and being in the school of languages it was wonderful because i had european teachers at the time the school did not have any venezuelan teacher so they were all people native from the country of the language that you were studying that's fantastic it was an amazing time i I believe it was the golden age of the school of languages at the ucb
0: that was very very lucky because to have you know native speakers teaching you the language i mean Mm -hmm. that's the best of the best how fantastic you know and what a privilege. privilege and uh throughout your your learning career um who was your best teacher or teachers and and why why were they so compelling.
1: I would say that Ana Maria Romanazzi mm-hmm. She was my There was a subject that was called culture themes and texts in in college and it was all about the cultures of the country in terms of literature, of art, of architecture, of everything related to the language that you were learning. And she was so passionate. I mean, I, I would not miss a class with her. Uh, we were small groups. At times we only, ha- we were even Oh, one student per teacher and those hours were like wow they were so long but whenever i had a class with you i would drop whatever i was doing and run to her class because it all came from inside herself it was like she, if she talked about italy it was about the best artists the best food the best architects, if it was about literature, the best writers, the best poets, uh, dante i mean he, he, you, you had to love whatever she taught you, and I believe that it was because of her passion
0: that 's wonderful. what a privilege to have a teacher like that you know that's, that's, i 'm so happy so glad for you and So since we're talking about education and schools and all that, what would you recommend to an incoming first year uh, college student?
1: Well, I would recommend that student to be, first of all, true to him or to herself, to her values. Um, To respect those people that know maybe a little bit more than what they do because they they do give good advices i mean not because somebody's older uh, you he doesn't have anything to teach you i would tell them to organize themselves from day one because that's basic i mean structure yourself organize your schedules not only for learning but a time to study a time to attend your classes but also make room for friends and for health take care of yourself and obviously communication communication is mandatory because it's the way that you will know what you what others think what you think and to get through to people because Making friends with teachers, with um, classmates will help you fight for your dreams, achieve your dreams. They will be there for you if you have a communication with them. They will be there for you if you fall because you will fall, but you need to stand up and you need to have a lending hand there and you need to accept yourself the way you are and not change because of others. So... If you have organization, and if you have friends, and if you have communication, and if you fight for your dreams because you're being true to yourself, I think it's kind of a way to be successful in, in your first college years.
0: That's wonderful advice, I love it. Very, very interesting, thank you, that's, that's wonderful. Uh, I do hope that when they listen, they'll understand, you know, because everything you said is very true. Um, And then what would you say to a graduating class, whether it's a high school graduating class or a class that's graduating from university, you know, if you can, you know, maybe join the two together or say separately, whatever uh, you feel is, is uh, important.
1: Well, well, pretty much I would say part of this in terms of being true to yourself and the communication part. But I would also tell them, because of the experience I have had, to be passionate, to give everything. When, you, when you're passionate about what you do, it shows, and you can transmit it. And something that is very important once you graduate, it's to never stop learning because when you graduate you feel okay i'm done i'm ready to work and that's it but no you're never never ready you need to keep learning you need to keep reading you cannot become outdated you have to be totally the opposite updated all the time it's i mean the people who are graduating, they're the new leaders. They're the leaders who will make the difference in the world. I mean, we already studied, we already graduated, we keep working, we keep learning, we keep reading. But they are the ones who, the new generations that will be able to make a difference. It's like Gandhi would say, Mahatma Gandhi would say, make the difference. You're there to do it and you can do it because they're not the future. They are the present.
0: Absolutely. Very true. Very true. Thank you very much for that. Very good point. Really amazing. Thank you. And then how do you see education evolving in the future or how would you like to see education now and in the future since we've had such an amazing change with this lockdown and the pandemic and, you know, schools being closed and everything going online
1: That's true. Well, I see evidently a more dynamic education and I see the future more in terms of teaching our students because, I mean, pandemic will be over at some point and social emotional is, I mean, it's a must in our children, in the little ones, in people, in life. So we we will be meeting again, and that will not disappear. Teachers will not disappear. But what I do think it's important is to think that skills and abilities development is more important now because all the information is there. You just need to click and go into the net and just serve the net. But how do you know what to look for, where to look for, and what's important and what's not. So we need to give our students skills and competences that will lear- teach them and guide them through this new learning system. And that, that's, that's the way that I see that education will definitely evolve. Very interesting. Very interesting. What that's the way to go about it. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, so, absolutely. And teachers oh. will obviously need to prepare themselves in the different tools. So strategies, making things um, dynamic. I mean, using all these new apps that, that, um, that are created every single day. So that's why you cannot stop learning. need to be on board at all times absolutely true so uh what keeps you motivated what keeps me motivated oh (laughs) that's that's difficult but easy when you see this little bright eager shiny eyes in your students there's no motivation like that just to see them there looking at you wanting more Now, my motivation are my students
0: wonderful wonderful I love that excellent uh tell me about an aha moment in your life when when things uh, changed a little bit you mentioned it when you first went to teach at mm-hmm. um Medici, and I don't know if you'd like to expand on that, or maybe there's been another aha moment in
1: your life? Well, that's the, that's the biggest aha moment okay. that I've had. When I realized that I could be somebody that I felt that was so far away, so at the top, uh, I said, oh, this cannot be possible, that I can truly become the most, the, the person that I most admired, w- which was a teacher. How wonderful. That is a
0: fabulous aha moment, you know. And of course, it has carried you throughout your life.
1: You know? it, has. It, has. it has. It has. Amazing. made me wonderful. do everything I've done. Travel just to learn more, attend seminaries, um, work with... Um, positive discipline, positive psychology, um, learning abilities of the 21st century. Um, I've been doing a lot, but it's because of that. It's thanks to that.
0: It's thanks to that, yes, fantastic. And uh, and of course, uh, you know, I was gonna ask you what inspired you to enter into education, but of course it's been other teachers that have been have impacted, impacted you so much. And mm-hmm. I think that is is an important point to make also, how important teachers are, you know. Um, yes. In, 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 in uh, being an example for the students. Um, are you reading any fascinating book right now?
1: Oof. I'm a very... <laughs> very strange kind of a read because okay. I have like packs of books and I read different books at different times so you see my nightstand and I have um, like three or four books at the same time and I have books in English books in French books in Spanish and it's It's fascinating because of that, because I switched the books. So I can tell you, okay, I'm reading Sarah's Key, which is very interesting because it talks about 1942 when the World War, everything that happened in France, and how the French, also went against the Jewish people, not being Nazis, but because of the situation at the moment. So that gives me a very interesting point of view. And then and I'm... And what reading, else are you reading, oh, right? Uh-huh. Um, I'm also reading a book that's called um, The Winter, on the other side of the winter, that it's kind of a Romeo and Juliet novel. But it also takes you to historic um, moments in, in England, and this is um, the getting together two cultures, because we have the Chinese culture and the English culture, and the boy who falls in love with the girl, he's from China, and she's British, so it's getting the two cultures together. And you can go through all that and see what would happen in China and what would happen in England at that time. And then I also have Julian with all the Spanish um, history and Maria Duenas with the civil wars in uh, the civil war in Spain also. So, wow, I'm having a lot of reading to do in different areas with one line, which is the, the culture and the history of different countries.
0: Fascinating. And, and it certainly keeps you uh, motivated and, and up to date on so many things, you know, and, and because, I mean, as you say, we never stop learning. That is so true. Um, I also wanted to ask you... Uh, or is there any subject or, or issue you would like to uh, talk about that I might not have mentioned?
1: Um, I think you've covered so much, but maybe the fact that we need to, I don't know if this is something that relates or if—but it could, the fact that we need to be here also for our families, As teachers to understand the other side of the coin and for them to understand this this side of the coin in this specific moment Um, because it hasn't been easy for them to become the teachers of our students and it hasn't been easy for us to teach through technology because we're missing so much. This everyday human um, relationship, this hugs, this kisses, this looking into the eyes of our students and understanding what's truly happening and being being able to talk to them one on one. And then the parents who are so stressed out because now they have to do a job that they were not meant to do. They were meant to accompany their children in the afternoon after school and ask every day, um, how was it in school? What did you learn? Can I help you? But it was more of a support and and a family um, moment than a, a true stressful teaching moment. While also understanding that they have to keep their jobs, that they have to work at home, that they have to, to now be a parent twenty four seven. Yeah, that's
0: that's a huge, huge demand on everyone. That's very on true. Effort. Very true. Yeah, what you're saying, very true, and it needs to be taken into account, absolutely. And uh, what is a one personal habit that has contributed to your success?
1: Um, I would say. I would say passion. Uh, I'm passionate about everything, but mainly, no, uh, wanting to do things right, being responsible, and wanting to do things right. That's, that's a habit I have. I want to do things the best way I can. It's not necessarily about perfection, but about trying to give the best of yourself and i do that with everything if i'm reading i'm trying to do it if i'm organizing i'm trying to do it if i'm even when i'm watching a movie i want to do it properly not talking to somebody else not standing up but you know trying to do things the best that i can and trying to give myself to others um i believe that when i started at the Ursuline convent in england or maybe see here there's something they teach you and it's serving it's doing what you can for others caring for others and getting all that together um you grow up with that and it's part of who you are and it becomes a habit it's not it's not a quality it's not it you were brought up with being responsible, with being the best you can, with being respectful, with caring for others. And the family, my family gave me that, obviously. But the school, Serbian, gave me that also.
0: What a wonderful habit. I like that very much. <laughs> and then one last question. What is the most important lesson that life has taught
1: important lesson that life has taught me. Life has taught me that things are not there for you forever. That you need to take opportunities. If you do not take the opportunity, if you don't seize it in the moment, it will not come back. And it's you can apply that to everything. If you don't give love in the moment that was, that you were allowed to give it, that you had the opportunity to give it, if you don't learn when you were there to learn, if you don't seize the moment, you won't get it ever. So I would say it has taught me to make the best out of every moment that you have in your life. Don't leave things for tomorrow. Seize the moment and
0: enjoy it. Ah, that's wonderful. Thank you so much because that is a, a wonderful answer and, and very inspiring for me also. So thank you again, Mousy, for uh, being on this uh, interview. I've enjoyed it tremendously. So thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: And mm, I hope to see you very you. soon again. I hope to see you again and thank you for giving me this opportunity and for, wow, having this beautiful conversation. I totally enjoyed it. I was very nervous, but I enjoyed being with you. You make it easy. You make it fun. Thank you so much. Thank you kindly. Thank you. Bye-bye now. See you soon. bye